Hello and welcome to I Wish I Knew That About Songwriting, the show where we bring you tips, tricks and techniques that we wish we knew as young songwriters. On this show, we focus on interviews, we focus on resources, subjects you're going to find useful and you can go home and you can use them today. So thank you so much for listening and welcome to the show. Hello guys and welcome back to another episode of I Wish I Knew That About Songwriting and of course, as you know, trying to do every single episode, we're going to give you a song of the week. So, because Callum's got two, he's going to go first. Thank you, Jamie. So my two songs of the week this week, uh, the first one is Forever After All by Luke Combs and the reason, and the second one is Memory I Don't Mess With by Lee Bryce. Um, And the reason I brought these songs up is because they use lists. And they employ lists very well. Ah, yes, um, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And so the first one, Forever After All, is um, a list of all these things that die, stop working, or essentially deteriorate over, t- over time. He uses a truck, a torch, a bear, jeans, strings on a guitar, all these great sorts of or Im- uh, images in the verse. And the catches on the idea of forever and his relationship with his wife. Oh, nice. So the contrast is there if you're making that list and telling people a certain story with the verse and you flip it, that's cool. Exactly, yeah. And so he's having second thoughts about all these things that last forever and that maybe some things are so good, i.e. his relationship with his, his new wife. And so he's employing the use of a list here is so good because it's, con- it's conveying this message here that we get all these simple things that we know will expire reinforced by the separate list in the chorus of how... St- all these things that he loves about his wife and that he sings, he's saying that will never get old. Yeah, that's cool. And the second, so on to my second one, is a slightly different way of employing a list where Lee Bryce uses the list to sort of talk about all these memories he's had of this relationship. So red leaves on a river. Um, Oh, that's good anyway. It's great, isn't it? (laughs) And, you know, Springsteen, Sundress. Um, and the catch in this song is that it's all these things he's put on a pedestal. Yeah. And they're captured perfectly in his mind because he's still not really moved on from this relationship, which we, which we then see in the meat of the chorus. And this is why I really wanted to talk about these, um, and these, these two songs because lists are so great for building imagery, especially in your, verses, uh, your verses. Yeah, they're huge. And before you then eventually dive deep into the main premise of your story or of your song in the chorus. So good. And I know for a fact as well, but there's some really cool stuff Callum's got later that we will go into lists, themes, concepts. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. And mine is, again, very different because I try and always try and bring a contrast. It ends up that way. Mine is a song called Pieces, which is Plan B, doing a feature on a song for Chasing Status. So Chasing Status is massive drum and bass jungle played like Reading, they were number one all over the world. I heard this song again recent, recently, and it's just this really kind of emotional, raw, acoustic vocal. And it's like we talk about stem writing. So he's got that verse and he's got a chorus and maybe a kind of a post-chorus and a build, and then it just hits so hard. And I just thought this genre is not necessarily coming back, but it's still going really strong. I've been doing a lot of work with kind of drum and bass recently and writing and jungle. And it's interesting because you have to get everything into... The other day it was, I had to write a whole song in just in the intro. So I had a verse and a hook and then a return. 
Um, so I thought this genre is a really cool way of, of listening to a different way to write. And if anything, it's a great exercise in, in condensing what you want to say into a really short space because you've only got 90 seconds that then that that producer will cut up and, and repeat throughout. You don't have two and a half minutes of singing, three minutes, four minutes, like we love in country songs or pop songs. So Pieces by Chasing Status, check it out. And also their later album, which was really big. Some really cool examples of just very great, really good ways Callum and I will talk about this a bit later, but great ways to, to subvert and bring new concepts and different things to your songs rather than just going down the middle with what we tend to talk about most, which is pop music. Yeah. Right. So today's episode is it's a little bit clickbait. So you're going to have to forgive us on that because I'm, I'm not a personal fan of it, but I thought we'd do it ironically. So it's funny. But this is going to be about how I wrote eight songs in about three hours. And this is not a normal thing. And I have to always add that because people sell that. Like, I wrote this song in half an hour or da, 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 da. They don't talk about the six months of dry, you know, rubbish ideas they did before they wrote that song in half an hour. But for me, I found, I mean, there's so much to talk about. I really, this is going to be a really thick, thick one that people might need to kind of break down. It's going to reference a lot about guests as well. But what was happening is you would have heard by now, hopefully our interview with Ed Graves, who is just like phenomenally talented, super humble and I think he's really nice and it's great to talk to a lot of people like we have again like sam like luke like jody people i'm going to talk about and um, what we're doing is he sent me what every producer either should have or does have don't need to feel pressure if you're a young producer but all of the ideas you put together that you love so there might be a minute and a half and his was great because he'd laid it out he won't mind me talking about this but he's laid it out in a playlist of about 25 songs he's got the bpm he's got the key he's got the feel and you can instantly download the mp3 so I don't want to blow everything at once, but I'll try and break it down as you go through. What I was doing is literally listening to his. So I'm just clicking play on one of his WAVs. And for example, I heard an idea that I absolutely loved. I thought, wow, I really literally, I was hearing it and hearing a melody as you do sometimes when you're really inspired. And the first point is go and work with someone else, listen to someone else's ideas to get inspiration, to remove that writer's block. So that's the first thing straight off the bat. And second thing was something that Sam Bauer talks about, which is preparing all of your presets. So I literally clicked on logic, clicked on brand new template, clicked on writing template, bang, I was straight in. I had everything set up. I could mumble my melody. I could drop Ed's file straight into my logic. So I was, you know, 20 seconds delayed from when I hear his great idea out of 30, because you're just scrolling through ideas and you hear one, and then you hear a chorus and you think, I have to get this down. I have to get this down. And you're using Sam's kind of preparation. And again, Luke Potter's talking about melody is king. Don't be afraid of the cheese. So just go with that initial thing. This is lightning writing. We've talked about that as well. I'm hearing ideas. I'm going through it and I'm picking them out, dropping them straight in my folder and just being organized. That's what Sam talked about as well. Spending the time to get organized before you go and write, which is actually something Callum's going to touch on as well later on. So I was doing this and I wrote probably seven stems. And again, I know this is going to be a thick episode, but it's coming at you again with ABC writing, which is stem writing. And what I was doing is I was hearing a melody, normally the chorus, because I'm playing through his songs and listening to 90 seconds or something like that. I'm hearing, oh, I had for one song, for example, I heard this really big, like One Republic kind of percussive, big chorus thing. I thought, right, I have to get that in. So what I'm doing is dragging it in, recording it straight away and just fleshing out as much as I can, doing a melodic pass. We talked about melodic maths. A melodic pass is when you just hear a song for the first time or maybe the second time and you just map out. And it is quite complex because if someone was looking at you in the room, you'd just think, oh, he's just singing over a 
over a new audio that he's found. No, I'm thinking, right, in this verse, I need to be small with my with my with my verse melodies. I heard someone talking recently about cutting the wings off your verse melodies, not using too many notes, not using too many new things. So again, this is a thick episode, but cutting the wings off your verse melodies in the pre, what can you do? Because often Ed had these wonderful changes. So I thought, right, that's going to be a harmony. I'm going to throw in maybe some oohs and ahs. I'm going to change the length of my melody and the shape of it, bring it up a little bit. And then in the choruses are going, right, where's the impact? What's he produced? What's he added for me? Do I have a B section? Do I have a post chorus? Do I need to hold back? So again, this is all stuff we'll break down at a later date, but that is essentially the way that I was going through and writing what turned out probably seven ideas, five of which I sent to him. So there would be 90 seconds, you know, minute to 90 seconds, but that's verse, chorus, pre-chorus, and often a post-chorus. And I have middle eight ideas as well later down later down the line. So that is how I went about and did it. And I, I will stop there and just, just revise things quickly for people. So having a great playlist and working with someone else for their inspiration, these are ideas that Ed's worked really hard on. So it's not come out of nowhere. He's worked really hard on, has them collated. So he sent that to me and I've taken inspiration and found, right, I love this. I love this. I love this. I love this. Just picking through. Luke Potter, Melody is King. Just go in with the melody. You think, right, that's the melody for this section. This is where people are going to hear it. That's what's important. ABC stem writing. That is literally the best way to go through. And lightning writing is almost a combination of that. But it's a little thing that Callum's going to add to once I get to how I did my lightning writing lyrics wise. And then also, um, like Sam said, everything is ready. Because imagine there's eight or nine opportunities where I could have spent too long and missed my idea. And I would have been two or three ideas short because I didn't have my presets. I wasn't ready. My mic wasn't to hand. So all of these things are really important. And again, that's a really kind of thick way of talking about it, but that's the general one. So now I'm going to move into kind of how I looked at lyrics and how I actually wrote each of these songs. And then that will tie into something awesome that Callum's got as a resource for you guys later. So anything there, mate? I know I've just blasted you with something, but. Was this just a sort of practical thing you you were doing with, with Ed? To sort of formulate some ideas for collaborations that like what made it what, what made you guys want to do this as opposed to just saying like oh here's here's one idea let's just work on this one idea very good question concept context you're, you're a smart man yeah so i i was actually doing the pre the pre-phone call for for the interview because i knew ed had so much to offer i just wanted to chat to him and then we were talking about collaborating he said look i've got similar to myself i have a portfolio of my ideas boom he has the same as a producer. So then he sent me that and I thought, right, you want to make a decent impression. So I just went through and I turned out loving, I ended up loving, sorry, so many of his ideas and his production styles. I was just noting down like, okay, this one, this one, this one. I was trying to be smart, but then I shot myself in the foot because I thought oh, I can hear a melody there. Oh, I need to get going. So this was all kind of off the bat. And I thought this is a really important kind of set of processes that I want to try and lay out for people because they're really helpful. And if you've got inspiration, you want to go for it. And to answer your question, we did that. And then I said, I shared with him my kind of samples and he went, yeah, I love this. This is this. We need to move this. We need to move. Cause I knew they were, they're not perfect. I'm not trying to say I wrote eight perfect songs in three hours, but I wanted to get loads of ideas um, and just have a real kind of breadth and depth of ideas for him to listen to. So then we can have a call, I think this week and just go through and write, what do we like? What do we want to move? What do we want to change? And most of them, as we'll get onto, will be lyrical changes because what I was doing was making the most of, like I talked about in lightning writing, it's not getting perfection. It's going, right, what do I want to say? 
how do I want to say it? How do I say it simply, especially for a verse? Can I bring some nice imagery in? What can I talk about? Where am I taking the song? Before I start writing the verse, where am I taking it? Where am I going to end up in the chorus? Because Ed had this really cool like Cuban Havana intro Spanish guitar thing. And then it dropped into like a kind of attitude, female, modern pop like bump. And I was like, wow, how do I make the story? So I actually went to YouTube and downloaded illegally, probably the conversation from High School Musical where they're breaking up over the phone. Yeah. Yeah. And I just thought, oh, this would be funny. I threw it in the intro again, completely random, but just stuff like that thinking, okay, how can I flip this? Because the verse was really like sincere and sad. And the chorus was like, cool, I'm done with you. So I was bringing lyrical concepts like that. Melodic choices I talked about. As I said, my lyrics were okay. I was trying to write for time. Like I said, it spent a lot of time, but Callum has some really, really cool ideas that he's going to take you through. And again, if you guys are stuck with that, well done. Um, we're breaking it down later date, but yeah. Callum, what have you got for us? As far as lightning rising? I'd like to look at, if I can reveal your thing, looking at the emotional th- thesaurus and lists. If you wouldn't mind going into that, it's really cool. So the emotional thesaurus is something that I came across in uh, on a Careers for Music posting. And uh, they had all the books that you should read if you're a songwriter. Like, cool. here are all these, like the top 10 books as a songwriter. I think Pat Patterson's writing, but yes, lyrics was on there. King Murphy's Laws of Song songwriting yeah. was on there. And then here was this emotional thesaurus. And this emotional thesaurus, I'll, I'll go on. grab it. It's really cool, yeah. yeah. Be a good aid for me. But it's a, it's a writer's guide to character expression by Angela Ackerman and Becca Puglisi. I hope I've said that right. Basically, you find an emotion, so it can be anger um it's got it's filled with all these great emotions from anger to confusion to t- depression to nervousness peacefulness and so you you take an emotion and you go to the page so i'm on conflicted and it gives you the definition which um, so experiencing opposing emotions cool and it gives you all the physical signals so that's so good together and so slight good. grimace yeah uh, a smile that wavers talking to others about similar experiences or situations. And it also gives you the internal sensations. I remember we're talking about being conflicted here. So headaches, a heaviness in the body, tightness in the chest. Yeah. It gives you mental responses, weighing the pros and cons, cues of being conflicted over over the long term, a disheveled look, obsessive information gathering, looking for the key solution. Um, and then it gives you what it may escalate to. So confusion, overwhelmed, frustration. So then you can go and find out Mate. more about. But how good is that for a writer? Like, how good is that? Yeah. So, you know, when, when you're in a, when you're trying to explain what a character's doing, you know, um, what someone in your, in your song is doing, and instead of just saying that they, this person's conflicted, you can actually say they. You see your smile wavering or something. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like Callum had this amazing, you was talking about it yesterday and he was saying, you know, why say tree when you can say oak? That's Pat Patterson going, why say something simple when you can actually deep dive three levels lower? Um, and I'm loving this as well. He talked about rage yesterday, Callum, to me, when he showed me this book. And I was like, oh man, because it talked about putting your elbows you know, out, having your arm, hands in your hips or swinging your arms or something like that. And thinking, instead of saying you were angry, saying, you know, you're swinging your arms, I can see you upset. Da, 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 da. You know, you've got this such depth and, and choices and imagery that you can use. It's a great idea. Yeah. And there's, and there's a whole, sorry, then there's a whole collection of books as well. It isn't just the emotion thesaurus. They have 
the rest of the books, they have the positive trait thesaurus, the negative trait thesaurus, and I think they also have a um, prof- professions. So, yeah. um, all the professions and, and their their traits and things. So that's so useful for people. Again, so emotional thesaurus. You guys can go and check that out because Callum as well talked to me yesterday, and, we, and annoyingly, we can't remember the name of the tool exactly what it is. But essentially, what it was is you put a word like church in, and it will give you worship, God, community. And I think that's really important for songwriters because we don't want to be just trying to go simple. We don't want to just say what people see because why would you listen to a song that doesn't give you something new or subvert it like we talked about before? How can you do something but better? And it's a cliche, but how do you take a lyric and deep dive four levels? You know, Pat Patterson's book, we will have to go into that as well, talking about emotional deep diving. But creating themes is what we want to talk about quickly here. Because it's so, so important. Callum, you were talking about creating lists when you're writing lyrics and creating themes. What do you do? How do you do it? I came across something that was really invaluable to me. Um, it was suggested to me by a songwriter. I can't remember the name of it, unfortunately. <laughs> Someone knows. It's, it's essentially like a cross-referencing dictionary. Yeah, yeah. And it's often mistaken as, as being a thesaurus when you try and explain it. But this dictionary is essentially designed to aid songwriters, writers, by giving um, us a list of appropriate words that are all linked to the word that you search. But unlike a thesaurus, which will give you words that all have similar meanings, this dictionary will give you um, words that are all connected by situation, relevance, or circumstance. So say your main word is church. Other words will include God, amen, hell, heaven, pray, Sunday. And so this is just an invaluable tool when you're writing and you're trying to find, you know, you're writing a a particular story all in a a certain context and you're trying, you're struggling to find words that are all connected. And so what I've done personally is I've started making my own lists, especially as a country writer and I'm I'm trying to write songs in a certain vein. Yeah. You hear buzzwords. Um, All you need to do is listen to whatever genre you're in, listen to the songs that are in that genre. You'll hear words that come up again and again. Um, so with country, it's and, blue jeans, snapback, sun, exactly. sandals, baby, trucks. The, yeah, mama. Mama, you know, yeah. Roots. And it's so, you, I've, I've started making my own lists. And it's a great tool when you have writer's block or you just haven't really had the time to write yeah. my, like myself the past week. Because if you listen to a lot of music, again and again, especially a particular genre, you can take notes of all these buzzwords, these ling- this lingo that you're hearing, nouns, and put them all into the, these categories, specific categories. And then when it comes time to setting a scene, you've literally got a proven list you can pull from of words that get used again and again for a reason. It's kind of like when you were explaining it, it's almost like taking the gold from every situation. Like you hear a song, your favorite song, and you think, what actually in that sentence made me think of my childhood, made me think of my last relationship. And you kind of collect those words like a magpie and you end up with all the, like, the greatest hits of lyrics, if you will. And, and like Callum's saying, if, if you can do that effectively and, and Callum's gone for a country, you might go for drum and bass, jungle, like we talked about. You might go for pop. Um, and if you can do it really effectively, what you'll find is when you're sat next time at a keyboard where you've got the melody like I had when I was doing Ed's ideas, I've got the melody, but what's my lyric? If you've got these really great lists that are going to give your brain, your subconscious, so many places to go in a set area. It, I promise you guys, we talked about it before, I promise you it'll really help with beating that kind of momentary block that you get if you've got strong themes, 
with really well thought out word webs, if you will, like Callum's talking about. There are great rhyme zones, synonyms, thesauruses, all that kind of thing. But this is something a little bit different that's going to challenge you guys, create lists, themes, and how can you do that? So before before we end, because I was going to say something at the end. Silverado candy painted. Ray-Ban's got the whole world shaded. King. <laughs> but even the word Silverado, I heard it on a Morgan Wallen album and I was like, oh, I don't even, I've never touched driven or even seen a Silverado in real life. But I'm like, that just sounds like the coolest thing in the world to be driving, even though it's just like a truck or whatever. But, and again, like Callum was saying earlier, was it like red leaves on the river or, in, or you know, instead of your skin or mine, it's like Callum said, like, you know, your skin is like the sun or your skin is like sun. And it's like, okay, yeah, I, I totally know what you mean. Whereas I don't want to hear a cliche. We talked about taking cliches and subverting them maybe, but that's that's going to be your homework, guys. I'm afraid you're going to have some homework this week. You can email us. I wish I knew that pod at gmail.com if you want to send your homework in. But this week is going to be pick a genre, pick a style, or even pick a world. So you've, maybe you've got characters for your songs, like we took a musical theater or something, but pick a genre and then list it. And we're not talking about synonyms here or words that rhyme necessarily, but pick a word, stick it at the top. And try and name as many things as you can. For example, if you were in that room in this situation, um, like I remember I was writing this, this K-pop idea with, with Sam. And in my head, I had the guy is outside. It's raining like a New York apartment. She's up in the window. She's locked him out because they were arguing. Boom. And then from there, I got, you know, don't, don't leave me out in the rain, arguing, you know, making love till dawn, staying up to, you know, all these things, they come from having a really solid idea. And again, dare I say it, John Mayer talked about, I wrote here, say what you need to say, which is a tune. And it's a really good thing for songwriting as well. What would John Mayer, what would Jesus do? Say what you need to say. That's one thing. But then also secondly, you know, how do you create that really detailed world? How do you write a song in a glass? That's what he was talking about. How do you fill a glass? Not trying to fill the world with your song. How do you fill a glass, make this wonderful detail? Talked about that on our Sob Rock episode. So that's your homework. Go home. Or as you will, like Callum, probably best to do what Callum's doing and have an ongoing kind of list of different themes and ideas. And I'm going to try and start doing this because Callum's ahead of me on that um, to improve what you're doing. So thank you guys again for listening. I will say as well, with writing all these songs in three hours, that was the initial part. And then I did take the time later to think out harmonies, revisit lyrics, go and do new like scratch vocal lines um, for Ed. And we'll talk about doing vocal recording and creating demos another time because that will take a bit more, bit more depth. But again, thank you guys for listening. If you followed that, well done. I'm just really excited because we've had, literally the guests we've had so far have been so helpful and so immersive in terms of my understanding of songwriting and trying to bring that and fold that back into what I'm doing and being conscious of what I'm doing so I can talk about it. Callum is always bringing great stuff and great tips for you guys. So thank you so much. Any questions, any comments, if you want to send in your homework, I wish I knew that pod at gmail.com. We're here on Instagram as well. We're going to start firing that up. So thank you so much for listening. We'll speak to you guys. Hopefully, if not, we'll talk to you guys next time. Cheers. Peace. To find out more about us and to get in touch, please head over to I Wish I Knew That Pod on Instagram. And don't forget to join the conversation on our Facebook community. Please also remember to email your questions about songwriting to I wish I knew that pod at gmail.com and we will answer these on our upcoming episodes. Also, if you know someone who would benefit from this, 
We would really love it if you could give it a share or subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. And Jamie and I will talk to you on the next episode.